Welcome back to the official Sammy Bowl podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Byron, Milkman, and T Coke. Ronnie boys, welcome back to the Sammy Bowl podcast where the opening zinger will take a bye this week. Boys, we're back. Oh, and what a week it's been already. I mean, there's been that much banter in the group. We've already had a fiery discussion pre-pod. Oh, mm. this is going to be an epic podcast. I can feel it already. Really excited for this one. Mate, by epic, you mean you're going to be crying on the way out then uh, probably. But uh, at least I'm back on the winner's list. So <laughs> season's not over yet. But anyway, let's uh, get to it, I think. With a forecast of tears. Um, plenty to cover. Let's go to it. Play the music. All right, so we're going to look at our player of the week and our dud of the week um, to get us through. So T-Bone, start us off with the player of the week. Yeah, Jamar Chase, uh, that little Professor Piggy's got for me. Um, Chase and Burrow, whoa, LSU reunion to remember for these two. Uh, Chase is the wide receiver five on the year, 132 yards, two, DD, two TDs, game winner. Uh, Burrow's passing game's been strong this year. Um, Chase, the number one beneficiary out there in Cincy. So, uh, look, Chase could uh, look like he might finish in the top five wide receivers uh, at the end of the year. So, solid performance from him on the weekend. What about you, Tim? Are you just uh, copying me again? Uh, Jamar Chase is my dud of the week. Did you just go back to the old run sheet and see his name and copy him over? I don't know many players, Willie. Sometimes I've got to leverage <laughs> previous work. <laughs> No, no, good game for him. Good game. Um, I think he'll go. He did have a good game. So he's bad. I think interesting uh, spatter in the works with T Higgins coming back in this week, but I think Chase could have cemented his spot as a number one target. Perfect. Ken, your player of the week. All right, I've gone back to uh, the highly liked cryptic clues to make oh, yes. uh, a bit spicier. Uh, so, like I said, buzzing when you know who it is. Um, but there's a lot of different clues. Some more cryptic, some pretty smack bang obvious. All right, first clue. The man has recently found himself in a lot of controversy. He has moved from one club to another. There is a classic lolly brand uh, with delicious confectionery that we all would have had in our childhood. Tebow, you're going to have to jump in here because I'm uh, leaving this one alone. And I don't have any more clues. It's pretty straightforward. (laughs) No, I've got nothing. Mental blank. Mental blank. It is Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. Oh, snake slithers. Yes, this bloke could take a team to a championship. His lowest score for the season is 23.52 and has been over 25 in every other game. He's consistently at the top and I just felt this week's game was a good one to highlight, an absolute star of the competition. Uh, He's the hottest thing since sliced bread. T-Bone, cut the bread. We're on him. If you've got this bloke on your team, you would be very... Very happy right now. You've got him now, don't you, Willie? 
Uh, no comment. Uh, my uh, my player of the week Ooh. is. Uh, <laughs> let that one go through the game. Yeah. If you had a knife. We, uh, we agreed to let this one go through to the mailbag. Didn't really happen very well. <laughs> I said I had three. I took two out. There's one. Yeah, no. That's, that's, we're we're done to the mailbag. We're done to the mailbag. Timbo, no, are you like the dumbest person alive? Were you, or were you just trying to leave that clue for... Could you actually not remember work out what that clue was about? No, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a moron. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, anyway, my uh, player of the week is Brace Hall. What a gun. Slow start to the year. Well, kind of. They just the Jets didn't give him many touches, but he's really taken over the backfield and is uh, RB six overall his debut season. Uh, Nineteen points this week, twenty eight last week. Doesn't really look like slowing down. The Jets are actually winning some games, which is pretty much on the back of him and Zach Wilson not being too bad. Well, he's not really doing anything. He's just not being horrible. But yeah, I wouldn't mind some money on this bloke to win uh, fantasy rookie of the year. Oh, can we get a market for that one, uh, Latham? Bloody no, no, not Latham's not here this week, maybe next week. But, yeah, dud of the week, T-Bone. Dud of the week. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS. Um, a big fat zero from him on the weekend. So not really much to be said. Uh, the coach, which is Skeen, already got an arrow last week for fielding a zero. And what's, he, what's his response? Going to put another big fat zero right back on the board. So... Not sure if uh, MVS is the dud of the week or Skeeny is, but yeah, can't be fielding zeros. Hen? Yeah, no, I you think... You almost we... say that's why he traded for a wide receiver, team. I thought we oh, weren't talking be. about it. I thought we weren't <laughs> yeah. talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were bad. Timo's uh, calls are just too bad to not comment on. Oh, that's, that's a fair comment. That's a fair comment. Um, not sure if MVS is the dud of the week or... Dud of the season. I think he's featured a bit in this area of the podcast. Did go the old cop? Did T-Bone go the old copy and paste again? I think it might have been a sit-in, In fairness, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember him being dud of the week. He's not yeah, good enough to it, feature in dud of the week. I don't think. Yeah, he's if really was, been started. If it was a sit-in and he started him, yeah, it's got to be highlighted, doesn't it? Anyway. <laughs> Bloody oh, he's definitely yeah, a dud. I'm just saying he was a, he was a dud. Saying he's not just this week a dud, just a dud. All right, uh, my dud of the week, clue number one. Um, so who am I? I share the same last name as a famous retired tennis player. Justin Timberlake wrote a song, Cry Me a River. Some people say he was referring to a particular river. Carp oh, fishing. Kyla Murray. Yeah. Bang. Boom. Bang. Very good. On the board, baby. On the board. Yeah, I went with a long bow with the Justin Timberlake Crimea River. But um, Kyla Murray. Yeah, no, I, didn't, I did not understand that at all. <laughs> it's very cryptic here. Um, very cryptic. Kyla Murray. He, let me just get my stats back up. Got a bit excited. He, for I think he was maybe the fifth or sixth QB picked. He may have been even earlier than that. He's had good matchups, but putting up a combined 31 over the past fortnight gets him in this spot. I just don't think he is as good as everyone thinks. I know he's lacking a few weapons, but now Brown's down. I know Hopkins is on the way, and I know they just traded for um, Robbie Anderson. But I feel he does it all in the second half, and he's just, I'm worried. 
I don't think he's going to end in the top five QBs. So it's about time that he gets in the dud of the week because you expect over 20s from him with the high draft pick. So, Kyla Murray, you got pied. Kyla Murray, too busy playing uh, COD, I think. Mm. That is a good looking at cream pie. <laughs> oh, dear. And I was not ready to cream pie. If you got your uh, clues in white, I can't see where you want the old pies. But anyway, we got that. Well, there's a reason for that, but yes. <laughs> uh, all right, my dud of the week. Another quarterback, Justin Herbert, T-Bone, your boy. Uh, I think you spent more time on draft day defending that pick than actually drafting. Uh, but it turns out it wasn't really great after all, like we were trying to tell you. Eight points from 57 buddy passes, no touchdowns. I think it, I didn't write it down, but I think he's had scored a touchdown in 29 straight games or something like that. And it was the first time he hadn't scored a touchdown. But yeah, there's a big reason why the old bonus got pied this week. And yeah, he just hasn't really looked the same since he got injured. What are you uh, going to do about your quarterback situation, T-Bone? Bench him for mm, Goff? Not ideal. Um, yeah, look, Goff could get a start later in the year if the matchup's right. But yeah, Herbert has been disappointing pretty much all year. He's had a couple of good games. Um Looking at my drafting, look back in hindsight, it was not very good at all, um, and that is a, there's a that's probably a reason why I'm right down the bottom. <laughs> I missed pulled the wrong rein, as they say, on a fair few of them. Uh, at least you're not right on the bottom. Yeah, and I think that's the end of uh, that one. Round recap. All right, we will. Um... Take a look at each of the matchups with a heavily biased point of view. To start us off, Willie, you're covering your own game against Alfie, getting the W. No, oh, mate, what a uh, what a boil over. A plus fourteen and zero, put up their uh, worst performance of the season, scoring only eighty three points. That's about seventy less than they've been scoring all the other weeks. And I put up a huge score of uh, eighty nine. Not really, it's uh, also pretty poor, but half my team is on bias, so they can't complain too much. So, yeah, probably, all, all honesty, I probably won more due to the low scores of Alfie's players. But, yeah, great effort from the Warriors while missing JT, Devante Adams, and everyone else I drafted inside the first 10 rounds. I think I only played two out of my first 10 picks or something stupid. Ramondo Stevenson showed old Bill Belichick that he should be the workhorse back. He scored 23. He's had a real good run lately. And, yeah, I'm uh, starting the bench Damien Harris club, so hopefully that happens. But yeah, a bit like my team this year, A-plus was strung by, stung by a terrible quarterback play, which uh, we probably brought on by him chickening out of playing Russell Wilson, who actually ended up scoring more than Aaron Rodgers. Can't believe you tried to pull that old swift one on me all week. Saw straight through that. But uh, yeah, and also a combined 9.2 from his two running backs. Cooper Cup didn't even put up his usual 40. So yeah, I think uh, Cup's ready to go to his bye and think about his uh, pretty average performance, just like Alfie. Uh, T-Bone, have you got the next game? Yeah, Professor Pig, uh, pretty clinical performance by him versus the Seaman and Skeeny. Um, certainly found the right mix in that lap, uh, defeating the Seaman 141-88, to 88, which is a huge margin. And didn't the Seaman look all at sea? Uh, didn't even get off the boat, I don't think. Um, in case you guys haven't heard, Skeen was on a boat for a couple of weeks. Um, just You're kidding, so you know, right? anyway. No, I was on a boat. Yep. Oh, wow. He hasn't told you. Yeah, yeah. he, he will tell you all about it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, uh, pretty solid across the board from the prof. Um, Jamar, I'm a player of the week, 29 points. Pity, Pity City, Pittman Jr., solid with 20. 
Um, the big pickup for the pig, KW3, uh, paid off. 18 points for uh, for him. Uh, got Lions' share of the work in the Seattle backfield. 21 carries, 70% of the total rushing attempts for the game. So should carry the pig uh, for the rest of the year, I would have thought. Um, not much the seaman could have done about that enormous score from uh, from the prof. So the seaman, in the absence of his first uh, round score of 160, averaging just about 100 points a game, so nowhere near nowhere near the mark really. Um, Josh Allen, the top scorer for uh, for seaman, but is not on his team anymore. Been traded away, so don't know where all his points are going to come from for the rest of the year. Um, tough times, grim times out at the seaman camp. Uh, Willie, you've got uh, Nanas and the Maples. Nanas and the Maples. So, yes, we're drinking maple syrup again this week. Maples got up 119 to 99 after uh, making a bit of fun of them being $4.50 second favourites overall. They uh, smashed the old Cutler Froffies, who were the favourites. So, yeah, good job, Maples. Best coaches winning. Uh, Austin Eckler got the Maples over the line again. Like, literally, I think they were two points, two points down going into the last game. Score them a, another big score. Tyreek continues to get hundreds of targets and yards. and looks like he's going to continue with Waddle potentially injured. I'm not sure exactly what, but if he's out, then there's going to be literally no one else to throw to. So speaking of injury, Hollywood injured again. Going to miss another chunk of time. Hard to hold on to our guards like that uh, in the league with no IR spot, but the old Canadian curse strikes again with Hollywood. Uh, for the Frothies, Lamar had a second down week in a row. Jeff Wilson was completely unsighted. I don't know what happened there. He scored 0.8 points or something. But yeah, in better news, Carl Pitts finally scored his first touchdown in about 15 years. He still he still couldn't get over 10. I think uh, <laughs> Derek Henry's absence was uh, too much of a hole to overcome for the uh, Cutler Froffies. Probably should have had a look that Derek Henry was on bar before doing our tips last week. But anyway, so bet T-Bone, Mark and T-Slav. Yeah, so Burrow defeated uh, MDC 105-95. to It was a big battle for ladder position, this one. Both teams starting 3-3. Three and three. And you know what? Good that the controversy of this week didn't surround MDC. But you know what? There's still plenty of time left this year for uh, MDC to get himself back in the headlines. Uh, basically, Burrow, I think, carried T-Slab this week. 32 points. Um, disappointing performance from Mostert and Higby, but you know what? Doesn't didn't matter when you got uh, 32.5 out of your quarterback. Um, MDC, a couple of disappointing performances cost him. DK, only two catches, poor. Chubb went to this game averaging 20 points per game and only got 7.5. So 56 rush yards, worst game of the year from a fantasy and overall uh, production perspective by an absolute mile. So... Uh, Chubb's been the engine room of the MDC uh, machine for the whole year. Will he bounce back? I think he will. Um, we'll wait and see. But not all is lost for MDC this week. Still did okay. See what happens with Chubb. He'll bounce back. Uh, oh, the next one. Battle of the, the final battle of the pod. You can kick us off with this one, Head. Oh, boy. Um, I get it, everyone. I finally get it. It's taken me a while to understand, but... I'm now with all eight of you. There is nothing better, nothing better than beating T-Bone. Like nothing better. That is low-hanging fruit there, mate. It's like beating up a kid, beating up a (laughs) five-year-old. Look, I've beaten him before, don't get me wrong, as we all have many times. But there's something about beating the 2023 T-Bone. It's just 
a bit sweeter. It's always good about beating. It's always good about beating someone after they tried to put an old reverse mock on you as well. Oh, yeah. oh, you, oh Jesus! I can't. You can't tell if it's a reverse mock or actually factual. Come on, I've a long way to go in that game. It's basically <laughs> done. Ah, base, basically done. The uh, true the. Uh, Point there, T Bone. Not completely done. <laughs> That's true. The old reverse mock was attempted. Oh, put it that way. Yeah, yeah unintentional. And um, look, I just realised that I thought I'd let all the uh, Josh Allen zingers, so I have to skip over another Josh Allen zinger that made its way in. Um, yeah, your time for Josh Allen zingers will come. But we are bacon, baby. The cream pies are bacon. Two in a row. I'm really getting stuck in the stretch of the middle part of the season. T-Bone didn't really have any answers. When you were challenged on Tuesday, your boys, Herbert, which was mentioned before, and Mike Williams, they just didn't fire a shot. Um, You know, the connection there was similar to the connection of Latham and Form. It's just not there. So Latham, that's a part of you. And T-Bone, that's a part of you. And the low-key charges pie. So CMC, Brees Hall were here. We're ready. Who's next? Who is next? All right. Uh, here is this week's arrow. G'day, guys. Nancaro's arrow here. Uh, surprisingly here, actually, given some of the heat that the segment has copped this week. Um, didn't realise we operate in such a, a, a woke leftist PC <laughs> world these days that you can't even fire an arrow without a bit of heat. My advice is just to cop it, but uh, look, it is what it is. Now, I just want to start this week with an honourable mention for the arrow to Mark Piketty. Um, even after producing uh, one of the greatest uh, segments in radio history last week, uh, had a tough loss on the weekend and just to really compound matters, uh, decided to misread a, a messenger chat message and rock up for a Friday coffee uh, on a Monday. Um, so the, uh, the poor bastard was having his, uh, his noon piccolo by himself. But uh, anyway, the arrow this week... Sometimes Zen Hen uh, speaks some uh, some wisdom and some facts, and he said something earlier this week that really resonated. He said, sometimes the arrows just fire themselves. Uh, and, uh, yeah, certainly around quarter to seven last night, uh, the arrow fired itself well and truly into David Skeen's face. Um, with what I'm describing personally is one of the worst trades I think I've ever seen uh, in the history of the Sammy Bowl. Um, and look, certainly I'm happy to cop the arrow myself in a couple of weeks' time when, uh, you know, Cortland Sutton and uh, Kirk Cousins may be lighting up the world and Josh Allen isn't the uh, clear-cut MVP frontrunner, but uh, we'll see how that one goes. Um, And I guess just on a late arrow, I might just arrow Alfie as well. Look, you know, mate, uh, looking pretty salty. I get you're upset. It is what it is. You know, some of us aren't happy with the trade, but... We just got to let it go, mate. Just enough with the salt. It is what it is. So, uh, Skeeny and Alfie this week, uh, the arrows coming to you. Pew pew. Got the old double arrow. We've uh, certainly gone through a few arrows in the last couple of weeks, but probably well deserved, to be fair. Thoughts? Well, I like the little pew pew right at the end. That was a good. Yeah, that was a touch. new addition. 
Yeah. Um, nah, deserved, I think. Yeah, deserved. Well deserved. Was, uh, very well measured, Tom Nank Arrow, yeah, the old arrow. That's a good way to put it. And Yeah, I agree. I, I'm fine with Alfie's salt, though. I think that's what makes the league exciting and fun, a bit of banter in there, and you can go 100%. So I think Alfie's probably a bit stiff on that arrow, but you can't um, go against any of Nana's reasoning. So um, fair arrows, and that one went to Skeeny. Okay, just That's remember where that. That's twice in two weeks. Yeah, twice in two went. weeks too. He's a big target at the moment, isn't he? He would be catching up to you with career arrows, I think, T-Bone. Oh, I reckon he's above me now. Jeez. Oh, I don't know. You, you, you got a lot in the early days. Oh, yeah, but this, again, low-hanging fruit, Willie. Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I think that, that arrow was pretty low-hanging fruit too. Pretty easy, <laughs> absolutely easy, uh, was. easy to give that one. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Moving on. You've got me. You've got me. Milkman's mailbag. All right, the time has finally come. Now you can uh, have all the Josh Allen zingers that you want. And unsurprisingly, the mailbag is full of uh, Josh Allen, <laughs> Josh Allen chat. <laughs> yes, this is why I couldn't be bothered talking about it to it now because every nah, not everyone, but we'll uh, we'll we'll get to it. Here's the uh, here's the first entrance for the mailbag this week. Long time oinker, first time cola here, fellas. So, given the big game coming up this week. That is the fifth annual Collusion Bowl. I wanted to drop you a line as I knew there'd be a lot of talk about historical trades that possibly led to or did not lead to championships. Um, And I needed to put forth the irrefutable evidence as to why this is not the case. Um, There's already been some nonsense this week and and to be frank, I'm just ready to put this to bed. In reality, you're all just a bunch of sheep in pig's clothing, aren't you? By that, I mean you're all just pretenders. Because what a true pig does before making wild accusations, they use their snout to truffle for the truth. (laughs) Now, that is exactly what I have done. Oh, God. I went back, as Professor Pig usually does, and analysed the data, historical data that was available to me. I went through the trade calculators at the time, the team standings, the team needs, the positions, etc. And I can put forth a whole bank of data that would support why the trade and transaction was fair. But I'll leave you with this. Courton Sutton, wide receiver 51 and Kirk Cousins, QB10, for Josh Allen, QB1, or Christian McCaffrey, RB12, Alshon Jeffrey, wide receiver 12, for Le'Veon Bell, the RB7 at the time. Not to mention that actually the commission could have vetoed the trade way back then, and maybe even the group could have. I can't really remember what the rules were back then, sorry, and to be honest, I can't really remember much because I was drunk 95% of the time in 
2017 <laughs> at, the big, at the pig pen. So, Your Honour, I rest my case. Piss off, T-Bone. I may be your fantasy bitch, but you will forever be the league's bitch. <laughs> to the other oh, two well. podcasters, quick rapid-fire questions. One, has T-Bone ever even executed a trade? Two, will he ever execute a trade? And three, just to make things spicy, will he ever win a championship? I'll start. I think not. Cheers. <laughs> All right, I'll, 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 I'll let you answer the questions if you, yeah, there you go. That was just like two minutes of mumbling about nothing and then <laughs> 30 seconds of actual, <laughs> yeah. actual, sta- actual stats. But I think he lost a lot of credibility up. when he uh, called Colton Sutton by the 51. But Timo, I think you have done one. I think I did one I trade have, with you. I have tra- I've traded twice, I think. In, in year one, there was a blockbuster three-team deal that involved like CJ Spiller and a couple other people. Oh, like, I actually duds. remember that. If they were all yeah. duds and we're all like out of the playoffs. It was like one of those ones that didn't mean anything. Whereas if you were to do it at the start of the year, it would have been like an absolute blockbuster. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember that. Ball, but uh, it definitely had CJ Spiller in it. Maybe like Ari. They're all like top two round picks that were just absolutely sputtered up and you yeah, kind of all were. just traded them around for no real reason. But uh, to answer the other question, I don't think you'll be pulling off any trades anytime soon and not winning any championships anytime soon, judging by how your team's going. But, no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, not of the championship, but um, maybe a trade. I could see a trade coming up. Uh, maybe the floodgates are now open after a couple. Just maybe. Maybe. Also, I think um, that two minutes, really the underlying was to get the wideout out and to make sure that trade that he talked about, which I don't know if I was in the league, but that sounds pretty fair from here. But I don't know if I was in the uh, league back then, but maybe he uh, wants to eradicate some history. I have to remember there was like a – it was uh, the nature. Was a, there was also a – never also traded – he also gave up another player who was like wide receiver five or some shit. There was no way that – anyway. That's uh, rehashing yeah. old Just old drop things, what I but... heard. Get the white out in this seat. Never makes it sound a lot better than it was. There were some T-bone stats in that, in that mailbag. Yeah, <laughs> definitely some T-bone it. stats. Okay, <laughs> next question. Good evening, podcast. This is uh, Thomas, the good man. Um, I have a couple of questions for you this evening. First one being, have you thought about implementing a relegation system into the league there's some real spuds flooding around in this uh, in this league that you discuss on a weekly basis, and I think that it might be time to think about implementing some some relegations into the uh, into the league and imp- you know looking at you know introducing some new members, some fresh blood, as they say, some people to uh, mix it up, change it up, make it more interesting and. You know, actually show you guys how to uh, do some fantasy. Uh, you know, on a week to week basis. Um, so I think you should uh, discuss that. I'd like to hear your in thought, your thoughts about that. Um, and secondly, um, need some advice. Got my own fantasy league going, doing pretty well if I don't say so myself. And uh, would be interested in knowing how you guys uh, manage the bye weeks, and if you got any advice for that. Bye. 
Was he in an Avery? <laughs> it did like sound like there were a lot of birds. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, uh, good. You got a bird. Oh, you can, uh, anyway. Yeah, have a friend with friend for Nick. <laughs> friend for Nick. Ah, uh, goody. He's uh, actually doing pretty well in the old Dynasty League. He's uh, well, he might even become like second. I think he almost. Although well, you beat him on the weekend, I think, T Bone. But oh, I'm off the that's floor, okay. Any uh, any tips on how to navigate the buyers? Pre planning. You need to pre plan. Um, you need to obviously, yeah, which I don't do. <laughs> you need to like it's just working out who you can afford to drop to the waivers and who you uh, you can't because you've got to, you're going to have to drop someone and you're not going to want to drop them, but you're just going to have to pull the trigger. Yeah, you got to make use of that uh, injured reserve and a few players off the waivers and just uh, make sure you've got a full team. But you've actually you've got a bit of depth, though, Goody, so he should be fine. What was the other question? Oh, relegation system. Yeah, well, I think you were calling for a relegation system at one point this week, T-Bone, so I think you'd be all for that, would you? Relegation system for maybe one person. I wouldn't mind relegation. <laughs> the John Ham. Oh. Special. The John yeah. Ham. The John Ham <laughs> system. Yeah, that would be great. All right, we've got a... Uh, one more mailbag, and it's a good one. Hello, dearest podcast. Occasional caller, aggressive listener here. And speaking on behalf of the current ladder leaders, I thought I'd kick us off with a little bit of humour this week. Have a listen to this. Um, and I've got the bad for the Canadians, and uh, there's a lot of bad. <laughs> oh, boy. There we go. The only good thing about this team's draft, though, the two turkey Carl Pitts... They were flashed on a web chat. So the two Kyle Pitts, if you didn't get that, uh, were the best part of your day. Um, worst drafted team, but probably my two favourite coaches. Um, and they were. I mean, it goes on, but we'll stop it there. <laughs> oh, I needed that chuckle just to, to kick this off. But now that we've enjoyed a laugh, come join me by the fire for some quick campfire chat with Gerg. Welcome, welcome. Now, first of all, I just wanted to make the sweeping declaration to the group that if the Canadians are victorious this year, there's been a lot of talk about it, but I think that would make it a compulsory Vancouver 2023 draft. Non-negotiable, book your flights. If the Maple Leafs get up, we're all coming across. Now, secondly, and to my question... Has there been a worse trade ever than the rubbish that Skeeny's sloppy semen have put through yesterday? I mean, I hope he cops the arrow this week. Otherwise, I'm pulling last week's arrow out of my own back, and I'm just going to throw it at him. I mean, it, it really makes me wonder. Could this trade be as bad as Port Adelaide throwing the kitchen sink at crybaby Jason Francis Horn Smith, whatever his name is? I'm getting very similar feelings about it. He's basically turned Woolley's team from zero to hero, and I just can't see the team in winning from here, and they don't deserve to win from here. So that's my question. Give me your thoughts. Thank you, Legends, and we're looking forward to our buy round against T-Coke this week. you got to take those free wins where you can. Love your work, boys, and uh, good luck to everyone this week. I love 
the end of every mailbag, someone just throw it. You have to get a little jab in at T Bone. Oh no, it's <laughs> so. a little parting, just one, two, bam, bam. Just on the way out. It's, it's not even about me. There's nothing to do with it. every mailbag segment focused on one thing. <laughs> it's just, oh, you know what? Let's just kick a man when he's down. He's lying on the ground. Let's just seek the boots into him. Jeez, that is, listeners, that is... sort your stuff out. Yeah, oh, keep, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Mm. Anyway, well, now's, your, uh, there was, now's your chance there was... to have your uh, out about Josh Allen. No, I think everyone's targeted targeted you in the first instance, Wolf. So I think you should have write a reply with uh, what, so some sort of hefty monologue which you've prepared, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, we got to... How long do we have? To, uh... <laughs> well, we're only <laughs> going 32 minutes at the moment, so we've got plenty of time, so let us have it. <laughs> why do you think... Why, why are you... Uh... Oh, look, I don't even know what the question is. Just you defend at this trade. <laughs> we know it's going, not... basically. We know the defence is here. I'm not necessarily... So, first of all, I just want to say that Obviously, I'm pretty happy with this trade. Like, there's no, there's no two ways about it. I've been having, I've been putting up with Buddy Russ, Russell Sprouts all year, and now uh, I've got Josh Allen. But uh, I don't think that this deal is anywhere near as bad as what uh, you guys are all trying to say. It might be, might be the best, might be the best deal ever for Skeety, but it's, uh, it's not absolutely as, as horrendous as you guys think. All, uh, all draft season, we always preach how non-valuable quarterbacks are in a single quarterback league. There's so much depth. Henry, I think that you told me multiple times that you'd be more than happy to draft any of the top 12 quarterbacks before. You've all passed on Josh Allen three times, and now he gets traded, and suddenly he's the uh, world's best player. He's well, he's a quarterback one, but he's nowhere near the most valuable player in the, uh, in the league. T-Bone, I know you uh, love your trade calculators, so I went to Google and... Put the trade in the first six results that came up and feel free to go try this. And all six of them somehow have Sutton and Cousins winning. And you might say, yeah, it's because it's two for one, but some of them account for that. Also to try and make it a bit more even, I put old MVS on my side as well, but uh, which still left it with 4-2 in the favor of trading away, trading away Allen. I mean, to be fair, I don't really agree with that, but it just kind of it just kind of shows that it's not completely one-sided I, but like anyway so we're gonna give you the uh do you guys want to want to say anything about that or just want me to continue with my uh, stats keep just, going stats. just keep going you're on a roll on a roll so breakdown of the points for the trade kirk cousins 97 for the year colton sutton 65 which is a total of 162 josh allen has scored 172 marcus valdez scat valdez scantling who's going to be mbs for now scored 35 so it's 207 total so the difference is only 45 points. So just to, uh, you guys are all oh, trying to say that my team's it. been, hey, yeah, I know, but it's, this is essentially what the trade is. So if, you, if, if you're just going to, if you were just going to, if I, you were just going to let me count just Josh Allen for those, you'd say that it's two people for one, but it's really, he's playing MVS over Cortland Sutton. So the difference between them is where the difference in the stats. Does that make sense? Right, yeah, I got you. I've got you. Yeah. I've got you. So the difference is 45 points. If I had about 45 points more this year, how much up the ladder do you reckon I would have gone to, Ian? Uh, so if I'd, I had jo- if I'd have had Josh Allen this whole time, I would have got 45 more points. Which moves yeah, me up when from... When did they come, though? When did they come? Did no, 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 but it doesn't matter. So in... No, but no, like, let's necessarily... compare each game each week. The difference between Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. Does that change anything? Oh, that's, way... That's, oh, it, that's way too hard to be bothered to go back to do. But... 
I would have forty-five total more points, which would move me, which would move, which would move me from tenth, which would tenth overall in points to up to ninth. So it's not like I'm going from tenth to the fucking top of the ladder. Well, it's hardly, uh, hardly league breaking. We can't use points for if we did our field be on top. He's equal bottom and he's got the most points for. Yeah, so points yeah, for in that yeah. matter doesn't make sense. You've got to do a week by week basis. You've got to compare Russell Wilson's stats to Josh Allen's per week. Like that's how if you're going to use that argument. You've got to use it like that. No, I'm not yeah, using it an argument to say that I'm. Um, I'm not using an argument that I wouldn't be better. I think I'd probably be. I'd probably be like four and two, but also which would be. I don't need, I'd, I'd, this, I'd, this is, I'd still I'd have, have equal top. I'd, I'd still. Have, I'd still be ninth on points four, which is a more representative of how good the, your team is. It's not but, like my team would this be. Point, hold on. This, this point just isn't necessarily about your team getting better, though, Will. And I'll let you finish. Let me just say this. I'll let you finish because we'll come to we'll, whoever say as well. But it's not just about your team getting better, which is great. Your team got better. That's the aim of the trade. You want to get better? Fine. Tick. No issues there. Did Skeeny's team get better? That's my question. And you can carry on with your stats. Do you think that Skeeny's team got significantly worse? I don't think it even got better, and yeah, I don't think it got. I don't think it got better at all. It probably did get worse. No, that's, that's not. That's not, the, that's not the point. Do you think it got significantly worse? Why is it going to get worse? It's yeah, hard yeah. to get rid of your best player. Yep. It's just hard. You can't sell that you don't take a big to get like the highest scoring back. player in the comp by a to fair get... bit, even in QB. Like he's a fair bit number one. <laughs> Anyway, so I've gone and I've gone I've gone and pulled the rest of season projections from Fantasy Pros. Kirk Cousins and Colton Sutton are projected to get 326 points for the rest of the season combined. Josh Allen and MVS, who they're replacing, are projected to get 332. So Skinny's losing six total points over the next ten weeks, which is 0.6 of a point per week. And again. Like I'm saying, I, I think I've gotten be- the better end of this deal, but you guys are all calling it like this trade crazy. Like it's not crazy that he's giving up Josh Allen to get six points worse. Like he's two and four. He's got to try. He's got to try and do something. Like you guys are all so scared that we've traded because the two bottom teams, and now you think it's completely different. It's literally six points difference for Skinny. I project over the rest of the season. I get projections are not going. Projections are not great, but I don't know how else you can. If you're just going off feeling, then you're just going to get sucked into the name. So, so how much do you, do, you, uh, do you have any more stats you want to go, Willie, or do I just peel out some stats? Mine's about Skeeny's team, to be honest with you. You I'm can not peel out some stats then. Okay, so, so Skeeny's argument for making this trade was that my bench scored 1.9 points on the weekend and they've got to make some moves. So look at his bench. Look at his bench. Patterson's on the IR. He's still got him on his roster. Cooks had a bye, Winston's injured, Holland's had a bye, Hines had a concussion, and Duvernay was the only player who played and got 1.9. So that's just Skeeny being incompetent and managing his team that's led to that, not needing to trade someone. So there's also a quarterback on the waiver wire, which he could have had for free, not needing to trade away Josh Allen to pick him up. That's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has scored 97.98 points, Cousins 97.88 for the year. So it's basically the same. You pick him up, there's a player who scored the exact same amount of points for the year, he could have had him for free. So let's have a look as well at players who are on the waiver wire, available, who scored more this week than Kirk Cousins. They were available on the waiver wire. They were there for free. Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, Marcus Mariota, Justin Fields, Teddy Bridgewater, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Bailey Zapp. 
New England Patriots, great Bailey Zap as well, people. So, <clears throat> anything to say there? I'll try to finish. I'll go. Let me talk about the wide receiver component they, uh, as well. Would you? Important. Would you? They all scored more than Justin Herbert too, Timo. Would you rather those guys? Oh, than they Justin did. Herbert? They did <laughs> not. Really, that's not yeah. the point. I'm saying there's it's stream play though. So that's if he's gonna if he wants to move if he wants to move Josh Allen, get a couple of big pieces, and if he wants to then try and stream a quarterback, then fine. He could have got a running a wide receiver or a running back. We could have got something better than just a you know then. Kirk Cousins, basically, to be honest with you. So let's look at the wide receivers. So for a year-to-date comparison, and I know you've picked up Ayuk Woolley, but he's scored 63.2 points for the year so far. Scott Sutton scored 65. Ayuk was on the waivers. So if you needed a player with almost the identical year-to-date performance, he could have just picked him up this week on the waivers for free. And you want to know wide receivers who are on the waivers who also scored more than Sutton this week that he could have streamed if they had a good matchup? Ayuk, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Taekwon Thornton, Dante Pettis, Paris Campbell, Alan Robinson III, and 30 other players. 30. I counted them. All available on the waivers for free. One week, too. Now, that's not... Yeah, no, that's fine. But that's the point. I don't mind giving away Alan. That's fine. Your team got better. Fine. I don't... Not, this is not about you, Willie. This is about who he got in return. He got mediocre players that didn't make his team better, and he could have actually got a piece that could have been central to his offense. That's my point. Not about your team, it's about his. And it's been him being absolutely incompetent, to be honest with you. Anyway, Hen, any any thoughts? Then we'll and we'll probably let this sleeping dog lie, I reckon, and move on. Um, no, I'm all for it. Like we've got to make Monday to Friday interesting in the group. Jeez, like um, it's just a bit of fun. But yeah, I would have said that there's probably ten to twelve QBs at the start of the year I wanted. If we look at it now today. Tua, he's gone. Brady is doing nothing. Dak, injured. Trey Lance, injured. Herbert not doing what he wants. I put Murray in that category of being a dud. So, yes, you can say that at the start of the year, QBs didn't have relevance. I'm talking about now. The trade happened now, and Josh Allen is head and shoulders, even above, not even the... He's tier one. And then you've got someone like Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, um, who are tier two, and then there is... like, And Mahomes probably gets in there, and then under that, it drops off considerably. So, yes... That is fair call. I did say that at the start, but let's talk about a trade where it is now. Um, also, projections. I don't think using projections has ever been something that we do. Um, we often talk about how it's a joke when we see the matchups and things like that. So I don't know about that. I'm with you, T-Bone, in terms of there were plenty of wide receivers on the waivers. Even like players, I think there's still players that their best is ahead of them on the waivers. And call and them like he's... Yeah, he's... His QB has been horrible, like horrible. He's still getting good numbers, but his max number is not that good. Like, yes, he is, I think, wide receiver 14. He may have slid a little bit um, with the new changeover rollout. He might be out to 20. I'm not sure, but there was a bye week as well, so there's going to be people on the bench. Um, the other reason when you trade and people, why people are getting so up in arms is because they've got to understand is you're not only getting, but you're giving to somebody else that you're competing against. So the anger comes is, all right, what does Wooly need? Wooly needs a QB. And I understand that's how trades work because you've got to give someone what they need and things like that. But you've got to understand that it's like, how can you not understand that you are strengthening one of your opponents so much and weakening yourself as well? It's like a double block. So I think it's entitled that, and all the league is on the same thing. Like, all the league is on the same thing. So, yeah, I just, 
think it's it's lopsided. I've got absolutely nothing wrong with taking the trade. Absolutely not. But oh, you, can def- you can definitely question why the veto system didn't work or why this wouldn't happen five years ago because like, there is an aura because you're the commissioner that comes with it. Like That's just the role, no matter what. When there's a commissioner that's part of the league, there's going to have those things. So I just think it's fun. It's just, it's just a bit of smack talk. And yeah, he... You definitely got the better trade, but like oh, that's yeah. a good thing. That should be said. You should be cheering. Like bad, if bad, I snag someone and fuck the rest of the comp, I would be on here cheering banners. I'd be so stoked. Yeah, well, getting your uh, morals questioned by the whole league is not really uh, not really my cup of tea, but. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I think I've just made a very clear point that it's 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 just not it's it's not to be fair it's not the worst it's not the best point for Sket, the best trade for Sketty, but it's not like league breaking like you guys are making it out to be, which is the whole point. Well, Skeeny, I've got to. We want to encourage we want to encourage trading rather than uh, discourage yeah, I've people. Tra- from... I've got a trade offer for Skeeny. I'll give you Jared Goff, Garrett Wilson, for Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Let me know. Look, one final word. The banter's great. The arrow's great. The mailbag entries are great. It's just the constant calls for collusion or trade vetoes. It's just ridiculous. Be better, everyone. Next week's preview. All right, we will go straight into previewing um, next week's matchups. Just get a little tip. So, um, first game on the slate is Alfie versus Michael. T-Bone, who do you have? Uh, T-Slav for me. And Willie? Uh, T-Slav for me as well. I've I gone... think T-Bone's copied me. Yeah, yeah. I've gone Alfie, <laughs> as always. Uh, Burrow's, Burrow will be too good this week. He's in four. Yeah. Um, second game, T-Bone going against Canada. I really want to tip against myself because I don't think I'll win, but I'm tipping myself. Uh, yeah, Maple was, I reckon. Done. Yeah, look, Maple, you can uh, replay my voice any day. I'll still back you as my favourite team and get that on the record. Next fire chat. Um, third game, me versus Skeeny. Look, I'll probably put the mocks on myself here and uh, I'll get hammered by 100 and Starting to have a day, but um, that's okay. T-Bone, who are you backing? Absolutely you, Hen. There is no way Skeeny wins this game. Hey, Colton Sutton's going to score 30, and uh, you'll all be ruining your words, and Skeeny's going to win. Look, I'm, I'm fine <laughs> if Sutton does well. I am. I hope that happens. Oh, I'm yeah, just, so do I. Like, right now where it stands is all we can base it off. Um, and I'm backing myself. Uh, fourth game, Pig versus the MDC, the old housemates. T-Bone? Pig, pig is flying at the moment, and I think uh, pigs can fly, as is proven, and uh, he'll fly away to victory here. Will he? Oh. Um, pig as well. And I've gone for Mark. Um, last game, Woolly versus Nanners. 
Uh, I think Nana's will beat the... Uh, oh, he's changed his name. Josh Allen Salt Factory. <laughs> Nana's, will, Nana's will win <laughs> as Josh Allen is not playing. <laughs> that is good. Oh, that's that's funny. That's very good. funny. Well done. That was good. Yeah, Nana's is going to beat me because, again, half my team's on fire. But <laughs> <laughs> Next week's where the uh, comeback starts. And for me, I have gone Wooly. Sin or start? Start versus sit segment. We're going to tell you the start of the week and then someone you might want to put on the bench. T-Bone, who's your start of the week? Uh, Brandon Ayuk, as of uh, just, I've just sung his praises for about 10 minutes. Um, good pickup by Will off the waivers. Tasty matchup. So I think he will uh, do well this week. Solid start. Hen? Uh, George Kittle. I know he's been pretty good. So I can understand why he was on the bench. But um, I reckon get him back on. He can just have big upside. Will he? Uh, T. Higgins, a couple of quiet games due to concussion. He's ready to go bang against the old 30th ranked passing defense of the Falcons. Chase uh, bullied him into a good score last week, and uh, I think it's T's turn. Uh, sit of the week for me, I'll kick things off. Uh, Skeeny, sit of the week for me. You can just go take a seat, mate. Your banter's been pretty shit this week. Um, take a seat, take a break, come back. Skeeny's banter, banter has been great. You all just won't listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, let's go with that. Hen? Uh, Montgomery, I reckon I think you can sit him going against the Pats. Um, defense, Belichick will try and find their best asset in their run games, kind of all they've got. So um, I reckon they'll shut him down. Montgomery, you got pied. No, no, My sit of the week is. Uh... Finally going back to putting CH in the sit of the week. Safe to say the bubblers burst on his breakout season. Two bust weeks in a row. He had like five carries, four carries last week and uh, started losing carries to Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon of all people. I guess he's always still still a threat to score, but uh, just doesn't really get the workload to be a safe safe play. So we'll see if uh, Alfie will play him again this week. We did forecast the uh, Clyde edwards Hilaire decline, didn't we? He just kept on kept on scoring touchdowns, which didn't help. But yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, eventually it eventually happened. All right, that brings us to the end of the show, boys. Any last closing comments? Oh, it was a fiery pod. Good pod. Good discussion. That's uh, what we enjoy. So, well done. Well, thanks. For being a good sport. Cop the banter, um, Skeeny. You copped it too, but. Enjoyed it. Uh, good luck, everyone, this week. Good luck. Uh, we'll uh, maybe we might, might be back next week. You never know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, this was where my sixth Alan Zinger was. So I'll pause on that one to finish us off. Um, it's all fun. It's all good. Banter's good. Thanks for listening to the official Sammy Bowl podcast. See you next time. See you again next week. No closing music.